0: Welcome to the Profitable Nomad Couple Podcast. We're a show about growing your online business and enjoying a location-independent lifestyle, all while strengthening your relationship with your partner.
1: We are Austin and Monica, a husband and wife duo who run our business remotely so that we can travel the world in constant search for adventure, good food, and new friends.
0: We are here to share practical tips and tricks to help and encourage you wherever you may be on your digital nomad journey.
1: All right, let's dive in. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Profitable Nomad Couple Podcast. We are so excited that you're here. We are super fun, excited.
0: We're super fun. <laughs> we are super fun, you I guys. I hope we're
1: super fun. <laughs> we're super excited to talk to you about how to set yourself up for success when you're constantly on the go.
0: We have several things to share about setting up routines and adjusting to a new city when you move there. This is something that several people have asked us about. And so we are looking forward to helping you make this adjustment a little bit easier and a little bit smoother.
1: Yeah. I mean, as you know, as a digital nomad, it's really important to make sure that you're set up for success, both in your personal life and in your business life. And when you're constantly moving around and there's so much changing around you, that can be a little bit hard. So we're going to teach you, we're going to talk to you about how to help create that stability in your life as so much around you is changing.
0: Yeah. In fact... Before we started recording today, I read a a study that said that one of the most stressful things that people do is moving. It's been ranked as possibly more stressful than breaking up or divorce. Personally, I don't know if I agree with that, but the study said otherwise. So we know that it, it can be a stressful thing. And as a digital nomad, you are moving a lot. And so our goal is to not make that as stressful of a thing. Our big tip to start off with is you need to give yourself an adjustment period, some time to adjust your body and your mind to this new city that you're in and to acclimate to it a little bit.
1: Yeah, so during this adjustment period, it's really important that you don't have any hard and fast deadlines in your work. So, for example, if you are a website designer, don't plan any client launches within the first, you know, couple of days of arriving to a new place.
0: That is a recipe for disaster.
1: Yeah. And then it allows you to overcome jet lag as well. So, a good a good rule of thumb to consider is for every time zone that you cross, you need to give yourself about 1 day of adjustment. So, if you're you know crossing the world and you've crossed seven time zones plan on needing about a week to adjust to that Mm -hmm.
0: yeah and also on the topic of time zones make sure you force yourself into the new time zone you're in if where you're living is nighttime but it's normally your daytime so you're not tired do your absolute best to sleep during that time and vice versa if it's daytime where you're living but it's normally nighttime where you're from and so you're just exhausted try really hard to stay awake The harder you work at adjusting your internal clock to where you're living, the easier that transition is going to be. But to Monica's point earlier, you don't want to have any client calls or business meetings or anything like that. Any face-to-face interactions with other people in your first couple days because you need some time to unwind. Traveling can be stressful. You're probably going to be exhausted from lack of sleep. And so you're just not a, you're not going to put on a good face for other gonna people. You're not going to be in your A game. So, so give yourself some time to acclimate and then you can have calls maybe in in a week or so.
1: Yeah. And we know that's not always possible because, you know, life goes on as you're traveling and moving. Life is happening all around you. So do your best to schedule that um definitely make sure you're not scheduling it within the first two or three days and then beyond that in the next week or so do your best to try to push them out a little bit farther and then in that same vein as much as we love technology it can it can fail us a lot of times it can bite you in the butt so make sure that you're checking all of your your devices your computer google calendars if you're using a client management software make sure you're you're checking to make sure all of the time zones in all of those places have updated.
0: Yes, this is something Monica and I forgot to do uh, a couple times. And it's led to some complications with scheduling. We had a meeting with clients or with other business owners that we were late to. Um, it can be really helpful if you write down a list of all the places that you need to change the time zones for. So for us, it's like our Dubsado account, Google Calendar, um, just our computer in general. Write down all the places you need to change it and then keep that in like your notepad on your phone or something so that when you travel to a new place, you don't need to remember, oh, what are all the places I need to go change that on? You just pull up your list, go boom, 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 check them off.
1: Yeah, and another really um, good kind of more exciting point to this adjustment period is it allows you time to go and explore the city or the place that you're in. Um, It gives you time to go out and find the grocery store, so you know where you're going to get your food from. It gives you time to go find, you know, parks and hikes and the gym, and and to really take in the beauty of the place that you're in.
0: Yeah, you don't want to stifle that excitement, like it's. It's thrilling to be in a new place and you you can and should still get work done, but you also want to make sure you set time aside for exploring.
1: Yeah, I know for me and probably for many of you, when you're in a new place, you just cannot wait to go out and to see all the things and experience all the all the things. So it's important to allow yourself to go out and to experience right from the get-go so that when it is time to work, you ha- you can put that out of your mind for a little bit and you can get some really good focus work in.
0: Yes, we will be talking in a future episode all about slow travel, what that means, why it's our preferred method of traveling. But that's how you should approach the first little bit of your new location. Take things into the city you know, at a slower pace. Our recommendation is to walk everywhere the first couple of weeks. This helps you get oriented. You know where different things are. It helps you take things in at a more digestible pace. And like, you're, you're always going to have time to go do the things you want to go do. So don't worry about that. Don't try and pack it all in there.
1: Yeah, definitely. Some of our favorite places that we found, we found just by walking up the street. It's not something you f- could have found on Google Maps. It's not something that that you could have found, you know, on Yelp or any of those th- uh, places that you're looking for fun, fun things to do. We found some of our favorite hikes, some of our favorite restaurants, some of our favorite little stores, just by going on a walk. So definitely, definitely recommend, especially in the first couple of weeks, if not always, walking when you're exploring a new place. All right, and then from more of an internal perspective it's important to make sure that you're not living out of a suitcase although this might seem like it's more work to unpack it actually helps you relax and settle in a lot more because it helps you be organized in the place you're in and it helps it feel more like home to you
0: if you're lucky and you're traveling with a partner one of you loves to unpack and one of you loves to pack so (laughs) let the unpacker take charge here
1: yeah i Uh, hate unpacking austin's the unpacker here yeah (laughs)
0: But yes, it's, it can help de-stress you if your necessities and your clothes are put up you know, throughout your living space and not in one small backpack or one small suitcase. That can be really overwhelming to have to dig through all your stuff all the time.
1: Well, and it's harder to tell what clothes are clean and what clothes are dirty. And then they always end up all over the floor because you know, you're know you trying to find a, a certain top that you want for your night out. So it's just really nice to have all of your stuff out in In a clean place so that you can stay a lot more organized.
0: Yes. Another thing you're going to want to set up aside from your clothes and necessities and essentials is your home office space. Because as a remote worker or an online business owner, your living accommodations is where you're going to be working a lot of the time. So you want to set a clear divide between where you're living and where you're working.
1: Yeah, okay. Small caveat to that is Austin and I work from home a lot. I know a lot of other digital nomads really like to work from cafes or or other places in the community. For Austin and I, because we are working together, it's easier to be at home. So we don't have to worry about disturbing other people around us when we're collaborating on, the, on our work.
0: Yeah, and co-working spaces are a great place to go. They're filled with like-minded business people who are working remotely, they can give you support. They can be like a coworker for you so you can have some social life in your workspace. There's definitely a good place for those.
1: Yeah, you can find a lot of coworking spaces almost anywhere you go. Some of them are free. Some of them are kind of a rented office space, but it, it is a really good place. Austin and I like to go to coworking spaces when we're having kind of a creative block to go to a new environment where there's lots of people being super productive around us whether you're paying for it monthly or whether you're just packing up all your gear and walking to the co-working space, it takes effort to get there. And so it kind of helps your brain realize that I spend this effort, so therefore I need to be super productive. And it's really helped us push past some creative blocks that we've had.
0: Yeah. And pro tip for you guys, a really great place to look for a co-working space that's free is your city's chamber of commerce. Often they'll have a little working area that you can go to and set up your computer and and get some good work done there and it's free. Um, But either way, I mean, whether you're going to a co-working space or you're working in your own home, it's important to have a divide. Like Monica was saying, it's nice to to set your minds to, okay, I'm working now. I'm not just lying around it's not I'm not here for leisure like this is my working time it helps you be more productive get projects done quicker and better. So if you're if you're setting it up at home it's it can be nice to have a desk or a table where you can set up your computer leave it there for the day so when you, you can come sit down it's a separate place from your bedroom or your living room where you watch TV and it's a really easy way to separate that for you mentally.
1: Yeah. And then I always think it's really nice to have a personal touch that just makes it feel comfy and cozy and, and like you're in the office. So for example, Austin and I love burning a candle while we're working right now in between the table here. We have this beautiful fall candle that just really fills the space. We're in a kind of a dingy basement office right now, but this candle really fills the space and makes it comfortable to be in. So while we're here working, we feel comfortable.
0: Yeah. So for us, it's a candle. It could be maybe a picture on the wall, lots of different things. Another aspect of setting up your living space, this is outside of your own home, but an important thing to do when you get to a new city is to find your essentials. So everyone has things that they that are essential for them in a space that they go to. For example, maybe you you prioritize having a gym in your city, or maybe you prioritize having a safe local park to go walk around. Everyone's going to need a grocery store or some sort of market to get food at. So in your first few days, find those places that are important to you, know where they are, and then also stock up on some necessities like food or soap and hand wash and whatever, and make sure you bring that in so that when you need it, you have it.
1: Okay, the next thing you're going to want to do when you're in a new place is to find a routine that works for you in the place that you're in. So this can definitely this can definitely change. And you know what? A lot of times I think it needs to change. So it's kind of counterintuitive because you think of a routine as being the same all the time. But actually when you're in a new place, it's nice to be able to adapt your routine to fully enjoy the place that you're in as well as as set yourself up just for success in the different life phases you may be in.
0: Yeah, create a routine that works for your new area. We think this is really important because you don't want to constantly feel like a permanent traveler. You don't want to feel like everywhere you go, you are a visitor, you're an outsider. You want to feel like that's your new home.
1: It's important to note that like while you are traveling and visiting and you want to go see all the new things and you're super excited about all the new things and you want to go do some of the touristy things, that's totally fine. But you personally don't want to feel like a traveler constantly you need to set up a routine you need to set up your workspace because you are effectively living here you're in a new place you are running your business you're going to work
0: i mean in a sense you are always going to be a visitor or traveler internally you don't want to feel like that because this is the city that you're in now is where you're going to be working and you're going to be doing your grocery shopping here and hopefully you'll make some friends here And you don't want to feel like an outsider. You want to feel like someone who's part of the community. And so it's kind of a mindset shift you need to make where you need to move away from thinking of yourself as someone who's on vacation or someone who's a permanent traveler and think of yourself as someone who's in their new home.
1: Yeah, even if it's just gonna be a short amount of time. And having a routine can really, really help with this. So um First thing in the morning, figure out what time works best for you to to wake up, whether you need to go do a workout first, whether you need to jump straight into work, whether you just need your pot of coffee, whatever it is you need first thing in the morning, make sure that you're setting up a routine around that.
0: Yeah, for Monica and I, when we'll give you guys an example of how our routine has been adapted. Uh, When we were in Guatemala, we lived across the street from a gym, which was awesome. We were very lucky. But it wasn't open until about 10 o'clock in the morning. And so we would get up first thing, we'd do a couple hours of work, and then our break time would be to change into our workout clothes, walk across the street, work out for an hour, come back, shower, and then keep working or have lunch. And that routine worked really well for us in this in the setting we were in. When we moved from Guatemala to Oregon, our routine had to change because we didn't have a gym where we were at. And so it worked better for us in in that place to get up first thing in the morning. I would read for a little bit. We'd go do our workouts, go on a walk or run, and then come back and shower and be ready by nine in the morning to start working.
1: Yeah. And it's really important to make sure you find a routine that Actually, is working for you. I know people have different peaks in their energy, better times to work, and more productive times during the day, and that's going to be really different, really individualized to to yourself. So I know when we were living in Oregon, Austin was experimenting mm-hmm. with getting up super early. I think you were getting up around six. Is that six right?
0: Six or six thirty, somewhere between. Them. And
1: and then he'd get up, and he would journal, and he'd read, and then you know before seven o'clock, he had already done all these things, and I just thought that was so cool, and I just <laughs> kind of felt like I was kind of lazy for sleeping in. And so it was really important for me. I was like, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up at 6.30. I'm going to get up and I'm going to read. I'm going to do all the same thing that Austin is because he's being so productive so early in the morning. But then I would I would get up at 6.30 and I'd be so excited. I'd go out to the couch and open up my book and then I'd fall asleep and I'd sleep for another hour and get up at <laughs> 7.30 because I am a person who needs more sleep than Austin does. Um, And so it was I kept fighting it and fighting it and fighting it for several months and it was just so unproductive and I kept beating myself up over it. And then I realized that if I just embrace the fact that I need more sleep and I get up at 7.30 instead of 6.30, that I can get up and I can go on a walk because I can't sit down and read for (laughs) first thing in the morning, otherwise I'll fall back asleep. So I can get up and I can go on a walk. And I created my own morning routine that really worked with me and my own energy levels and my own um circadian rhythm. And it was such a better experience. I was so much more prepared to jump into the workday. I felt better about myself first thing in the morning. I wasn't beating myself up. And so it's the moral of this whole whole tangent (laughs) (laughs) is that you need to find a routine that works for you. You don't need to follow anyone else's routine. The only routine that you need to follow is the one that is truly going to work for you.
0: Yeah. And if you don't know what that is yet, it's fun to experiment with it and try and figure it out. Try something for a week. Like Monica was saying, it, if it doesn't work for you, shake it up. Make it fun to find what works for you in your setting, in, in your personal flow, and just have fun with it.
1: Yeah. And then equally as important as your morning routine is a bedtime routine, especially when you're very brand new in a new place, it can be really hard to go to sleep. And we've actually heard a lot of digital nomads complain about having some insomnia and some anxiety around sleep. And so a way to avoid that completely is to just set yourself up for a good restful night through your bedtime routine. The reason that this is so helpful is it helps you get in the right mindset. It helps your body and your brain know that right now we're getting ready for rest. We need to to rejuvenate. We need to calm down. Um, and so typically for us, we found that, you know, between three to five relaxing things that we do in the same order every night helps us just kind of calm down and and reset.
0: Yeah. This could be, you know, an hour before bed, you do your hygiene routine and you wash your face and brush your teeth and floss and all that. And then you go and sit down and you read a book for an hour or 30 minutes. And maybe you jot down something in your journal or maybe you do some evening yoga and relax your whole body. Or maybe you lie down on your bed and do some meditation or something, something that's gonna help you unwind, relax. And if you do it consistently, even if your setting is changing and you're in a new room or a new city
1: or a new time zone or a
0: new time zone, these things that carry across from time zone to time zone and from place to place are going to help you feel grounded and feel more comfortable.
1: Yeah, and they'll they'll really help you get a better more restful sleep, help you adjust to the time zones faster and help you wake up refreshed and prepared to to get back at it and to go enjoy your life in this beautiful new place you're in to go work harder, be more productive, make more money, which is ultimately the goal, right? So I hope, you, I hope you enjoyed these few things that we put together to help you be successful wherever you may find yourself. Thank you for tuning in. If there's anything that you would add to this, to things that you've done to help you adjust to a new place and to be productive and be successful, please let us know. We love hearing from you. We love hearing all your tips and tricks that we may not know. So please head over to Instagram and shoot us a DM
0: thanks for listening and sticking around to the end of this episode. We really appreciate you being here.
1: If you're interested in starting and growing your online business so that you can live as a digital nomad, then grab our free list of online business ideas to help you get started. You'll find it in the link below.
0: See you next time.